The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, what's going on? It is a Thursday, Kwame Lasser Sports Talk. Dougie B in the studio. Demery just got in here, had some car issues. Kwame Lasser should be calling in. Um, you know how we do it. It's a good show today. We got a lot of sports to talk about. NBA playoffs coming in. We're going to jump into something real quick. If you guys want to, go ahead and call in the show. 888-346-9144. Always live. Always taking the calls for our listeners. But anyways, don't know if you saw this demo or not. I just read it a little bit ago. Got me fired up, man. Tulane University strength mm-hmm. and conditioning coach Stephanie Shape was fired. Have you heard about it? Why'd that get you fired up? Do you know why she was she fired? fired? For no. disciplining for a student athlete being late to practice. An hour late. Is this not <laughs> college sports? Is this, and, this, and this is why it gets me fired up, man, because uh-huh. you're expected to be to practice on time, correct? Right. right. right? And granted, some people say it was over because it was on the bowling team. But still, and I don't even know Tulane had a bowling team, but still, the player was an hour late to practice. Mm-hmm. And this is something that, I guess, the way Stephanie is, she isn't just for one sport. She's pretty much like the head strength conditioning coach. She does the football, some of the basketball. A lot of the athletes respect her. Um, over Twitter, man, they're blowing it up, talking about how they can't understand how she got fired, that she was always there. She was a great inspiration. She was in the you know in the gym with them, working them out, got getting them better. It was even showing that she would run with the uh, head football coach, Curtis Johnson, after practice, and she she was just a prominent figure in the athletic department with all the players with whatever sport she was with. And to make a player run, mm-hmm. regardless if it's a bowling team or not, for being late. <laughs> and here's the fact: it, it was a parent that called to complain about it. Of course. I'm not surprised by that. Now, with her being dismissed, she got dismissed from the program or she suspended? Don't. No, done. Bye. See wow. ya. You're out of here. Um, I'm not surprised by the parent. I mean, who knows what type of language or anything that was being spoken at the time, which, you know, we don't have details about. I'm pretty sure details are not going to come out unless you were really there. Um, depending on type of the cruel punishment, yeah, for especially <laughs> a bowling athlete, I mean— you know, I'm pretty sure they're not talk the same way as, you know, you got to talk to like a football athlete or, a, right. uh, you know, and who knows? The kid probably was, it's probably a numerous time event, you know, the coach probably got tired of it. So to get rid of, I don't know the restrictions or how Tulane athletic program is ran, but I mean, you know, if you're an hour late, I mean, yeah, you, you're going to expect some type of point. I'm pretty sure the athlete knew that if you're going to show up late, 
that there were going to be some type of punishment handed out. And she probably, and you know, it was probably reminders that probably got sent out numerous times. So um, the athlete just had the wrong wrong timing um, no. to show up. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they read the time wrong. Maybe the discussion and probably the way the coach presented it, you know, probably could have went overboard, you know. I could. That's the only possible way I believe it or see it. But other than that, I mean, I think it's ridiculous. This is college sports. Yeah, college, this is not yeah. high school. This isn't a pop Warner. This is college sports. Hey, mom and dad, let your eighteen, nineteen, twenty-year-old kid become an adult. Right. Why are you stepping into a collegiate program? Your kid is an adult now. Cut the umbilical cord and let him make decisions. Because what are you going to do? Especially now that you showed the kid, hey, mom and dad will be there if you're late and you get punished for it. When that kid graduates, if he does graduate, and gets an actual job and is late to the job and then gets mm-hmm. fired from the, from being late from the job, are you going to call the manager and complain to them? Because the manager is going to tell you to pound sand and hang up on you. Right. This is collegiate sports. Let your kid grow and become an adult. And if he wants to be late, then he's going to get the punishment intended. And mm-hmm. whether that's running or doing burpees or doing bear crawls, whatever the case may be, Obviously, no one else has an issue with her and uh, the punishment that comes across. And I guarantee athletes probably know what's going to ha- um, happen with it. And mm-hmm. they're going to make sure that they get on time. But what got me fired up was a mom or dad or both. I don't know. We'll just say parents getting involved. And that's what's uh, the problem with a lot of these kids these days. Uh, the parents want to baby these kids. You know, they want to protect them over and above what they should be. They want to be their best friend and not their parent. Mm-hmm. And you see that too much. There's a lack of respect for teachers, for law enforcement, and it really starts at home with the parents. But this is a prime example of it. And just to read a couple Twitter feeds real quick, um, Coach Steph has been one of the most influential people I've had the pleasure of meeting at Tulane. Truly sad. Uh, any athlete that has a coach that cares about them enough to hold them responsible for their actions should be thankful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orleans Darkwa. Simply put, Tulane's athletic department just made a huge mistake. That athletic director is going to get some backlash from this for sure. Um, but anyways, that I read that this morning. It just got me fired up, man. It, it's <laughs> just a fact, man. These parents are calling in. and that I'm like, let your kid become an adult. He's in a collegiate program. This isn't your high school program anymore. Right. I understand. If high school, okay, mm-hmm. I can understand maybe a little bit more, but still athletics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still these kids are getting ready for college level. So, anyways, man, you want to add any, anything else to it at all? No, I mean, you pretty much covered it yourself. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you was pretty hype about it coming into the studio. But, uh, yeah, to go off what you were saying, I mean, yeah, you should be accountable, especially at a Division One program like Tulane or anywhere else. I mean, um, you you got to be accountable for the sport that you play, the sport that you love, especially if you're bought in to the program. And, you know, who knows, she's probably or the athlete is probably getting benefits or – scholarship some of some sort financial help you know you're being helped you're being progress so you got to be accountable you got to you know get older mature more get the workouts on time but at the same time as the um athletic coach you got to be careful on how you discipline you got to be careful on what you say because you could go a little bit too far you know we don't know what was said or how what the uh conditioning purposes were or the Pretty sure it's conditioning, but, um, you know, we just don't know how the punishment was handed out. So you just got to be careful on that end of it as well. But at the same time, you know, as an adult, like you were saying, you're 18, 19 years old, you got to be responsible. You can't always 
recommend your parents, you know, to have your, I mean, your parents going to have your back no matter what, but they can't, you can't live life off them stepping up, trying to save you. And, you know, now you're just going to be looked at in a different eye. So the parents should have came on the student athlete and gone on him for being late over the coach. I, I'm a, sorry. My, I'm pretty my sure that was touched. I'm pretty sure that was talked about. No, because I, well, I, I, we I don't, don't want to say no. Yeah, right. we don't know. So, anyways, hey, Stephanie Shape, our condolences to you. Hope you find another job out there and bring what you brought to Tulane to another university and these these athletes, man. Anyways, let's get an NBA talk now. Playoff schedule has been done. It is in place now. Got some good matchups. I'm excited, hey man. It's a lot of NBA news right now. It, honestly, it is. Let's get let's get through the. Let's, uh, let's see the if we can, let's see if we can go through without <laughs> bringing up NFL today, today. Ooh, because I don't. I, honestly, besides the uh, Aaron Hernandez breaking news Here, yesterday, we can of, get this done really quick. Aaron Hernandez found first, guilty. Good job. Not surprised. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're done. What took so no. long? Um, <laughs> no. But uh, and the counts that he had too, he and there's had, more counts ooh. coming his way because ooh. of other cases that found guilty on every yeah. count under the same predicaments. I mean, it's more cases coming his way. I mean, what more can punish him besides you know throwing him in life for jail? I mean, yeah. I don't know what else you can do. The death penalty, I'd, you know, and I'd rather see the death penalty. And, and I'm not just talking to Aaron Hernandez in general. I'm talking about just inmates that commit this because for taxpayers, man, and having to pay them for life in prison. If you, I kind of firmly believe in eye for an eye. I mean, if you go out there and you could, you're found guilty on murder, no if and buts about it. No, well, there's still a doubt. It's locked and sealed. Why let him run in prison, man? But that's for the after show because we're okay. a sports talk. So Hernandez found guilty, all counts. Life in prison, baby death. We'll see. NBA news. All right, here we go. Eastern Conference matchups got Atlanta and Brooklyn playing. Oh man, I was hurt. <laughs> oh, why are you gonna start off with that one? So I'm watching TV yesterday, watching ESPN, checking out Memphis Grizzlies and the other team they played, um, Indiana Pacers. And I, th- I thought they were gonna I make it. My, I had my Pacer shirt on. I had my yellow, <laughs> yellow and blue pants on, and I was excited going into the game until the second quarter in at halftime, and. I slowly but surely started taking my pacing gear off and putting putting my Colts hat on, but <laughs> no. Nah, but uh, I mean, I I thought they had it in them. Yeah. Honestly, I'm I'm not hurt by this season because I mean they played terrible basketball all year round for my my team, my Indiana Pacers. Right. I don't respect teams that get into the playoffs with a losing record. I was just mostly. But that's it's, East, it's mostly that's Eastern a, yeah, Conference. Yeah, exactly. Half it shouldn't be that conference. way. I think it should be the top, what, 16 teams should go, no matter East or West, and oh. record-wise. Oh, and man. so, yeah, the Pacers, honestly, if, even if they would have made a snuck in that AC, I mean, it, it was just them going to be sneaking in anyway. Right. But um, I don't think Brooklyn should be in there either, So no. or Boston with the losing record. But that's just how it is. And I mean, even Milwaukee's 500. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's fine. They, they don't have a losing record. <laughs> It's they do not have a losing <laughs> record, so they can go on the record saying, "Hey, we we don't have a losing season." Right. But yeah, I mean, from, especially from where they came from, I mean, that's one of the exciting stories that a lot of people aren't talked about, hasn't talked about this season. But coming down to that last stretch, I mean, you see a team like OKC go home. Um, teams like because uh, I think 
I think Phoenix was close to having a winning record. But teams like that, you know, you, I would rather see them in the playoffs. Heck, even if you got to put them over in the East. Right. I'd rather see a team like that compete in the playoffs where basketball really tones down, where you get close to that championship, where, where it really matters to the players. Um, I, I don't think Indiana should have deserved it. I think having Paul George out there was – you can look at it as, well, now it's a waste of time for him to do that. But that's part of his regiment, part of his uh, coming back from his leg injury. And look, he got re-injured again. Well, he's fine. He, he just I mean, strained his calf. That right, means he still, wasn't, I, That means he wasn't conditioned. No. It, it's nothing serious. Out of shape it's nothing like, yeah, it's out of shape. That's almost an expected injury coming back from that long on. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah, it wasn't like a Derrick Rose situation no. where he tears his other knee up or has a ligament you know, out of place. It was just a, a strained calf, so he, yeah. he'll be fine. They just didn't want anything sensitive for him to walk on it. It's probably a cramp that he yeah. kept playing on, and it finally gave in. So they weren't ready for the season, and a lot of moves are going to be made, I guarantee you, on the Indiana roster uh, once again. But, you know, kudos to the to the Grizzlies. Marcus saw them boys is ready. The West Coast, man, we can yeah. go, you know, jump jump back into what they're – what they're into right yeah. now, and it, you know, talking about Indiana, I know you're a little heartbroken. No, I ain't that. Hard. I'm heartbroken. I'm, I'm not heart. I'm not heartbroken you're, you're because heartbroken they didn't because deserve it's, it. That's your team. If they if they w- right. would have made that eighth seed, I would have been like, yeah, I would have been happy, excited, like, ha ha, my team's in the playoff once again. But you're smart about it. But I am. I am smart about it. I, I know great, good basketball when I say I know if you deserve to be in the playoffs. They didn't right. deserve it this season, so I'm not. I wouldn't been too excited for them to be in the playoffs. Honestly, it, yeah. it just. It's just, uh, you know, just to tease people, you know, barbershop conversations, just to tease yeah. people about how my team is in, your team is not. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, they're going fishing. They're going home, and they're going to the, yeah, rehab and rehab that roster as well. They'll look for Indiana to come back strong next year, man. I, I see them being in yeah. at least the top five. They need to get rid of some They some do. Key. Both Paul George, hopefully he's healthy. He can come back. He'll be all right. Team. He'll be back. He'll so, be straight. Uh, next matchup, number two, Cleveland against number seven, Boston. Uh, that should be a, a well. Sweet. The first match. What would you say? Atlanta and Atlanta, Brooklyn. See, that's, Atlanta and Brooklyn. I mean, Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta's going to win the series. Um, Brooklyn might get one. They did you, might did get you see one. The, what Paul Pierce said about Brooklyn Nets last season's team? He said, if it wasn't for me and KG on that roster, that team, that team would have been terrible, worse than what they are this season. I can see it because of the mentality that they carry. Because I think they, they just got over 500 last season. They right. made the playoffs. They were a higher seed than where they are now. But, um, you know, I can see that. Yeah, I definitely I agree with you on that point. I see it as well because. It's not only they, they bring that veteran leadership to that team. Right. And you would think a guy like Darren Williams on the team, he has some type of leadership. They had Joe Johnson out there as well last season and Brooke Lopez. You would think that's enough, but. I mean, on Paul Pierce, you know, he just came out with a statement what two days ago, maybe yesterday. You know, him stating that they they were they're not the same. They wouldn't have been the same team if it weren't for them two in the locker room. Which, you know, them two in any locker room, I think, will push any team. You know, that's the veteran leadership that you're supposed to bring, especially winning a championship. But yeah, Atlanta gonna take this one. Um, yeah. I think they probably have the coach of the year. He he'll probably win coach of the year. Um. Even though, like we stated, I think we talked about a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, um, Tuesday or Monday? No, Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday when we in. discussed it a little bit. You know, we talked we're about. talking about Steve Kerr. Yeah, you said Steve Kerr, yeah. which first year 
in a, new, in a whole new team, even though he was coaching a veteran team. I mean, Golden State, been, these boys have been together for about four years now. Mark Jackson started that. Steve Kerr just took it, you know, pushing these guys over to a whole new level. So, um, But I think you, you got to look at Atlanta as well. This is their second, third year with this unit, 60-plus wins. Um, number one in the East. Nobody expected it, and – you know, you, he, I, I didn't, we didn't mention him on Tuesday, but I think you could look at him as well. And also Jason Kidd turning yep. around Milwaukee is just incredible. So Winking in. I think Atlanta will win that one. And then you going into the next. Cleveland, Boston. Cleveland sweep. I don't think Boston's going to get a game. Yeah, I think Brooklyn's a better team than Boston. But record-wise, you know, Boston gets the seventh seed. Um, You're saying Brooklyn's a better team than Cleveland? No. Don't, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> No, Cleveland. <laughs> That's what you said. Let's, let's move on. All right, Cleveland. Yeah, no. I'm not, I don't want to talk about Boston. Shout out to Coach Brad Stevens, though. Yeah, done. but yeah, uh, Chicago, Milwaukee. I'll take Chicago and uh, if Jabari Parker was playing, ooh, be a different with him coming home each and every night playing in Chicago. Ooh. It'll be a different type of playoff system, yeah. especially yeah. with. Uh, Derrick Rose, you know, kind of shaky on everybody's on eggshells when he steps onto the court. And then having a kid like Jabari coming in there, I would, this would be a whole different series. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think Chicago's probably going to sweep it just because of the veteran leadership. Well, I don't know, think Chicago's going to sweep. They mm-hmm. split the season this year, nah, two and two. Don't worry about it. Derrick Rose wasn't I mean, playing. I guarantee right. probably three of those games. And Joe Kim Noah's probably out of game. And oh, I'm sorry, Bulls lead three to one. I misread that last okay. game. So that makes sense. One. Yeah. Uh, we got Toronto, Washington. Now that's going to be the best on the East matchup on the East. Um, yeah. I mean, you got Toronto forty nine thirty three on the year, Washington forty six and uh, thirty six, but Toronto leads that series three nothing. And, and I talk about leading the series when we look at the regular season. Really, doesn't matter once the playoffs come, because I've I've seen a team lead during the regular season three nothing and get swept come playoff time. It's just a different ball game, a different mentality. Injuries play a factor into it as well. It is. But it's nice to kind of have a, at least a, a season outlook on it of who was, you know, was what, whether it was a series tied, stuff like that. It but is. that's going to be, yeah, the East, I believe, I agree with you. Toronto and Washington will be probably one of the best matchups because they're even. It'll be the best matchup the um, in the Eastern Conference. And I say this because two, you had two of the – Rising teams in the past two two seasons, and you know they were expected to be a, to do be in a t- maybe two three seeds in Toronto or Washington, and now you get to see these two these two teams go face to face. Who's ready to really push it to that next level? You know they got a bunch of young superstars on these teams, so uh, we could talk about more about this after the break because we got about a couple seconds left. So yep. uh, we'll, you we'll, we'll hit the west side up. Yeah, we'll talk more about the West. We could, we could spend a lot on the NBA gonna, news today, man. But uh, It's going to be a lot, man. Anyways, yeah. Kwame Lasser Sports Talk. We'll be right back after the break. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. 
Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back. Welcome to the Sports Talk. Dougie B, Demery, Lachey, live in the studio. Kwame's out and about taking care of some business. Calling in 888-346-9144. Going to get back to some NBA talk, but real quick, I forgot to mention at the start of the show, not only is it a Thursday, it's a Dougie B birthday Thursday. Feeling old, Demery. Yeah, happy birthday, man. Thank you. Feeling old. Feeling old? Feeling old, man. What what does old feel like? 34. I don't want to (laughs) know. You you still got some years. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't. I got a decade, (laughs) man. Come on. Don't put me out there like that. Oh, man. Anyways, happy birthday, man! Thank you. Having some uh, family time tonight, so mm-hmm. love hanging out here in the studio. Start the birthday off, and then, uh, like I said, get some stuff done at the house. Get with the family later on, do a birthday dinner, and uh, just relax, man. So yeah, you do what you're supposed to do. You behaving yourself. Some guys just, you know, it's their birthday and they act like it's, it's the last day of their life. Like, you know what? what? And it's funny, man, because I remember my twenties and and I'm birthdays. one of those guys, by the way. <laughs> but you, you, you know what? You don't have. I mean, you've got the daughter, but you don't have a family. You don't have that mentality right now to to have to kind of settle down, stuff like that. You know what I mean? But as you get older, man, you realize a birthday after your thirtieth birthday. It's just another day now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, the wife asked me what you want for the birthday. I said, I don't, nothing. I don't care. It's not, you know, I buy, I buy so much stuff throughout the year. That's all incorporated to the, to the one birthday. Plus, I got my season tickets for ASU, me and my son. <laughs> his, uh, his birthday's on the 24th. So we kind of, that's kind of our joint yearly uh, birthday present now. Cause right. It, we dropped some money on, on those season tickets. So. Anyways, back to the NBA. We're we're going to talk Western Conference matchups now. Yeah, we can. But going back to the East before we switch over. Oh, you okay? What um, what teams do you feel like is under a lot of pressure, or what individual players? I, because you can easily say Cleveland. I'm a, and that's I was going to say Cleveland say, with LeBron James because of the fact. Ah, and, he's and, fine. No, but what I when I talk about that is the fact that leaving Miami to come back to Cleveland. 
what the team has done now this year oh, to make who, the playoffs. Miami? Miami ain't done. No, 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 oh, Cleveland. Okay. I'm saying for what Cleveland's done this year with bringing LeBron back, I mean, granted, you have Kyrie that's kind of emerged as well, but now you've got this Cleveland City that's kind of, you've got them excited now. The Cle- Cleveland Cavaliers in the playoffs, you know, number two seed, mm-hmm. they're excited. Kyrie Irving has never been here before. No. So I'm excited to see that. It's, it's a I don't good think he's going to shy away. I don't think he's one of those players where, like a uh, DeMar DeRozan, you know, last season, you know, he was all-star balling out of control with Toronto. Then they round one against uh, Brooklyn last year, and they, they lost the series. And, you know, he was, it was, you know, looked upon, where was DeMar DeRozan the whole series? I mean, he was averaging 20-plus points a, a season during the regular season. Then playoffs come around, he disappears. I don't think that will happen with Kyrie Irving. I think he has the mentality. He has a great leader in LeBron James who's right. been there, who's, you know, helped him along the way. I'm excited to see what Kyrie's going to do in the playoffs. I'm excited to see uh, still on Cleveland – what? Where's Kevin Love? How is he? How yeah. is he going to develop? Because you're talking a hundred million dollar contract that you know he's been wanting to have and been crying for the past two seasons. Now it's time to actually show it. You're, it's your first time in the playoffs. How, how are you going to respond to this? And that's why I say a lot of that pressure is on LeBron. Because it's on that, LeBron. How is because, it on no, LeBron? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because of the fact that he's going to bring that veteran leadership, and he's going to need to go to Kyrie Irving to love. And get them ready for this playoff because they've never been there. That's not that's, that veteran league, and I'm not saying not a LeBron. lot of pressure. That's but not on LeBron. Normally, it's going to be on the coach, but you know, in the locker room, you expect no, that veteran guy no, to kind of step up in not the in locker room. Not the NBA. Room. It, no, not the NBA. Not, not coaching wise, he's there to set up the right plays, motivate you, get you to film, break down, you know, weaknesses and strengths. That's how it is in NBA. When it comes down to motivating and seeing if you can really turn your next game into that, turn your game into that next level, that's on you. You got to look your. Well, that's on age. Kevin Love got to check himself in the mirror. LeBron can only do so much. Like LeBron is telling him, "Hey, it's the playoffs. It's, it's time right. to go now." And no, that's what I'm no talking more, about. You know, no more. Hey, this the regular season. That's all he's going to give. That's the best he can give to Kevin Love. So it's it's mostly on you know. In my perspective, I mean, I get what you're saying, LeBron. Yeah, it's time for you to step up as a leader to lead this team and get these guys ready for the playoffs. Right. you've been there before. At the same you time, you know what to expect. At the same time, it's year one. Right. Hey, I, don't, I don't think it's as it's as much pressure on LeBron because it's year one because he's came back to Cleveland. He's gotten them back into the playoffs. Miami didn't make the playoffs. That's a huge. That's a huge picture in itself. Like you, you could tell I'm LeBron. It was me that drove that team. Everybody right. wanted to say, oh, but you had D-Wade, Chris Bosh, the big three. Yeah, Bosh did get sick during the season. They probably would be in the eighth seed if he wasn't, if he did not get sick during the season and had to turn over the season. But at the same time, LeBron James ran that team. LeBron James had not Miami Heat at the top number one seed. Take LeBron off that team with D-Wade and Bosh still, you're talking in the middle of the pack. Right. And the only other reason is, like I said, with LeBron, and I'm not saying – there's a ton of pressure on him, but there's still pressure mm-hmm. on him because of the fact coming back home and getting you to the playoffs. Well, now, LeBron, can you get us to the championship? Can you bring that ring back? So there's a pressure there, but it's a little bit eased off of him because it you have Kyrie off. River. You have love that you have these guys around you now that are producing. It's also eased off because it's year one, and he's with a whole new team, whole new pro. You with a team, think about it. We throw you in Cleveland. You've been to championships, playoff success. Since you were in Cleveland, since you was in Miami, we throw you back with some kids, people, players that had never been there before in the superstar role, in the star roles. Now, you got 
Sean Marion, who's uh yep. who's Coming been won a championship. Huge. Mike Miller, James Jones, uh, J.R. Smith have playoff playoff experience. Now you got to motivate guys like Mozgov because you're gonna go against you know Brook Lopez. You're gonna go against you know some Joe Kim Noah. You might go against uh, Valachunas in Toronto. Mar- Marcin Gor- uh, Gortat in yep. Washington. So it's motivating them as well. So you're in a whole new team. So it's fine for year one. If you don't make a LeBron, it's honestly, in my opinion, I don't think that's as much pressure. I think it's if you successfully, if you get to the Eastern Conference Championship Series, th- then pressure's off. That's that's success. Right. Especially in year one, because you th- think about it, Toronto, Washington, been in the playoffs last couple of seasons. Um, Atlanta's hot, rolling, been in the playoffs last two seasons. They have the experience. They have their culture, you know, they have a set team that's been together who's ready to turn up to that next level. Now, with a team like Cleveland, you got to remember these guys are still new to the playoffs. Okay. They're new to their roles. And I don't think it's, it's as much pressure. If they make it to the Eastern Conference Championship, then I'm, I'm tipping my hat to the, to the Cavs. Honestly. Okay, now let me to go off of your point saying it's year one. Mm-hmm. You got thrown into it. You got thrown into it, but yeah, Cleveland's fifty three and twenty nine with the number two seed. I can see the your point That's a little bit more. It's a regular season if, in the East. It doesn't but matter. But what I'm saying, well, I mean, still you've it's got the number to, two seed. If if you were to if you're talking about being thrown in, uh-huh. then I would expect at that point to have barely made the playoff. You know, to barely squeak by with that seven eight seed. That I can understand a little bit more. Where hey, you made the, your uh, your first year, got thrown into a whole new team. You know, you guys made the playoffs. I understand it kind of squeaked by. Let's rebuild a little bit more next year. Let's get better next year. But you got thrown into a new team, and you've got them to that number two seed. That's I think there's got, a little bit more. Yeah, well, you got two of the best players in the country on one team, and Kyrie yeah. Irving, LeBron James. So, right. especially playing in a week. Eastern. Now, if it was in the West, yeah, I could see a team like Cleveland probably battling seven or eighth seed because it's their first year. But you in the East, yeah, fifty three wins can get you a number two seed. That's true. Are you kidding me? Like, and that's a guaranteed fifty wins with LeBron James walking on the court. That's guaranteed. And plus, he didn't play most of the season anyway. He had days to rest off, which we never seen that before. Yeah. So, I could see that to that point, like you were saying, bringing LeBron in. Him having rested games, like there's no excuse now, you know. You you rested up this season. Last season, you will play all 82 games, busting your tail off, yeah. and you're exhausted for the playoffs. So now, yeah, can you push this team? But, you know, next season, you gonna, you know this team is going to win 60-plus yeah. games. That same deal that yeah. happened with Miami when they first made the playoffs, when the Big Three first got put together. You know, it yeah. was like you were surprised they got to the championship just because they had so many up and downs that season. Everybody's looking at them as villains. That was a lot of pressure, and they still made it to the finals. Now now you're the hero. Now you're the good guy. You go back home You with a whole new team. Nobody yeah. has playoff experience. Mozgov, you know, you got some of your stars. J.R. Smith, is he's been in the playoffs, but now he's in a whole new role. Right, a whole different role. Yeah, so it's – Cleveland, yeah, they have they have pressure. There's certain guys that I would do want to see step up. Yeah, I think we could take you know Cleveland probably being the most pressure team in the East. I think Atlanta has a lot of pressure on them as well. Just being the number one seed, being in a, winning sixty plus games. Um, you seen with the Pacers how they went to the playoffs last season? They won sixty plus games, had an experienced team put together for the past couple of seasons, and then they just looked trash dur- throughout yep. the playoffs. Well, that's yeah, they won about, series, but. Playoffs are a they whole were playing, different team. Exactly. A whole different ball so, game. 
I, I think Atlanta and Cleveland as the one, and that's crazy. They're the one and two seed. They should be the most relaxed, you know. But they they carry a ton of pressure. Yeah, being the top sometimes does it. And it's a lot of coaches. I think Tom Thibodeau, his coaching job is on the hot seat. Derrick Rose, I don't think he'll be in Chicago anytime soon. What do you think, Chicago or Milwaukee? Who is going to take that? Oh, uh, Chicago's winning it series, but Tom Thibodeau has a lot of pressure. He's been Mm -hmm. here for a while now. Now it's time to, you know, and and it sucks because you have your best superstar superstar player injured year in, year out. It's it's tough. (laughs) So. We can move on to the West now. I mean, well, there's really some quick. coaches on the hot seat, though. Yeah, for sure. I, I know. I think we both agree with Atlanta and Cleveland taking the um, series with Chicago. We agree taking the series. What's your pick between Toronto and Washington? I'm, I'm saying Washington. I like Washington in that one, man. Oh, I like Washington, too, but I, I, like, I like Kyle Lowry Ooh. and DeMar DeRozan. I want to see what DeRozan's going to do. I mean, I, I agree. I think I'm going to go with Washington. No, I can't. I don't know. I'll go with Washington. <laughs> All right. They're just so – they're still – both of these teams have experience, but they're still young, so you don't – you know, it's year two for them, basically. So, yep. I don't know. We'll it's see. all how they step up. It is. It is. Right. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably go with Washington right now. Okay. <laughs> so, we're all we're all in agreement on the uh, Eastern on the Conference. East. We'll say Kwame's in agreement, too. All right, Western probably Conference. Not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Kwame's going to pick, like, Brooklyn and Boston just, right. to, just to be different. Right. All right, Western Conference, we've got Golden State and New Orleans. Hello. 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 That's just to start it off. Go ahead. Uh, That's just to start it off. I I still got to go with Golden State. I mean, New Orleans kind of came up at the end there. I mean, that was a battle between them and OKC and even uh, Phoenix until Phoenix decided just to quit playing basketball and Morris Twins want to go and assault people. But... I, I just don't see New Orleans being able to get the series on this one. When they the season started, I went out on, on a limb, and I chosen the Pelicans to make the playoffs. Kwame and uh, Alex, when he was here, they both like kind of like chuckled and laughed. Like, are you kidding me? The Pelicans? I'm like, look, <laughs> this gonna is fly. their third or fourth year. They've been This team has been put together. Anthony Davis had a great summer and turned it into a great NBA season. And... And this was before the season, and I was just like, no, out on the limb, I think the Pelicans, because they were close last season. They were about their last eight games, you know, they gave in. They lost about five of the last eight, which, you know, brought them down. OKC had injury with Kevin Durant, so it was like, okay, I think the Pelicans can make it. Yeah. Now that they're here, they're going to go home. Well, Davis definitely needs to step up in the playoff, man, for this team to do anything, any type of damage in this uh, series. Who? Anthony Davis. Oh, Anthony Davis? He needs to step up. I mean, he's he's been leading the team points per game, like 24 been, points. He's been doing everything for that team. But that's what I'm saying. It's Blocks. the playoffs now. Can, can you continue? He will. I, he's okay. a superstar player. He, he Come on. National but championship. But is it going to be enough? He won a national championship with Kentucky. He it, Playoffs, there's no pressure with him. Okay. He went through a whole tournament. I'd agree. I, don't, I think he's ready. Okay. He won. You know, he played on the gold Olympic team. He played in uh, this past summer with the U.S. team. U.S. Select in the FIBA games, gold medals, national championship winner. He's fine. But I think, is it enough? And he brings it every every day, every night that he's on the court. He'll be fine. He's going to work out David Lee, whoever's ever checking him. He'll be fine. He might get some bumps and bruises because he's young, but he'll be fine. Who else is going to step up off that Pelican exactly. team? Who's going to stop Curry? That's a bad I don't man. see it happening. That's a bad man, but let's move on because okay. I got some things to talk about, Curry. Okay. Let's move on. So number Probably two, later in the show. Houston and my boy, oh, MVP. Yeah. 
against Dallas he, Mavs. The only reason why he picked him because he shut down Phoenix a couple times this season. With some nice. game winners. That's the only that's reason my why. Sun Devil, man. That's, <laughs> that's a beard. Fear the beard. Okay. Just like fear the fork, fear the beard. But okay. anyways, so yeah, we've got Houston and Dallas coming in. Uh, season record, uh-huh. Rockets lead 3-1, to one, which, like I said, doesn't mean anything, but still to throw it out there. Um, it, so James Harden, man. I just I see Houston getting it. I, th- I, I want to say Dallas will win two, but I'm going to go go with one. I think Dallas gets one game, and Houston will get the rest on it. Dallas wins one? Yeah. Dallas is a little shaky right now, but I think Monte Ellis and Dirk are, are both going to step up their games because Dirk been kind of going under the radar, but I think he's still one of the hardest players to check one-on-one when it comes down to playoffs. Oh, yeah. If and he goes to the way he has? Yeah. If he goes to the foul line ten times a game, they're going to win. That, that series, and they've got the can't they've got a lot dirt. of guys that's been in the playoffs, so they're, they're not going to be. It's something not new to them at Absolutely. all. Absolutely, they're, they're going to know how to play. Yep, and they have uh, Houston's old secret weapon, and part and Chandler Parsons. So oh, yes, it's it, that's going to be an exciting series. Um, man, I mean Harden's got to come in. And every step every in and series in the West is going to be exciting because oh, yeah. I want to see what Anthony Davis is going to do. <laughs> I don't care if they if he if <laughs> they back. if they get swept. I just want to see what he's going to do, but. I'm going to go with Houston because okay. I love James Harden. I think he's the MVP as well. Um, I want to see what he's going to do against this because t- Dallas is tough. Tyson Chandler back yep. in the middle. Well, it's not. I mean, you can't overlook Dallas even at the number seven seed because of the fact that it's still no. Dallas. They, gave, they still have those players yeah. on that roster, just like San Antonio. They went seven games with, with the Spurs last season. Yeah. And was still like a seven, eight seed or something like and that. And they got the majority of that team back. Right. Which, talking about San Antonio, leads us to the next series. Clippers and San Antonio. Uh, we got series that was tied two all this year. I'm going with San Antonio. I know Clippers were in the number three seed, everything else, but literally there is one game that separates as far as a record. 50, 56 to 26 with Los Angeles, San Antonio 55 and 27. But yeah, there's three, you got the three seed and six seed between that record. So, But San Antonio, the last month, has really turned around and stepped up as far as. Um, just an overall game. Yeah. I think that's going to lead into it. They've got that veteran leadership. They've been there before, and I just think they're going to they're going to take it. Probably, hey, I'll give LA two games on on the win with San Antonio taking it. Four one Spurs. Four to one Spurs. Four to one Spurs. Okay. I am not sold for the past four or five years of this LA Clippers team <laughs> led by Chris Paul and Blake Griffin because those two. Chris Paul, he turns over the ball in the playoffs, and Blake Griffin does not show up at all. Yeah. And he's been, he's been troubling himself with injuries this season. DeAndre Jordan's a beast on the boards, but he's not he's not going to grab uh, – he's not going to put up points the way Blake Griffin would. But, yeah, 4-1. I'm not sold on Doc Rivers on the, on the Clippers in the playoffs. They're a great regular season team. In the playoffs, I'm not sold on them. Okay. Okay. So we both take San Antonio yep. on that one. We got to take a break. We are going to take a break. We'll be back, finish off the Western Conference, talk a little bit more NBA, maybe something else. We'll hey, never some know. NBA awards to give out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, anyways, you're listening to Kwame Lasser Sports Talk. We will be back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? 
Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Playoffs are starting. Great song to come back to. Hey, Kwame Lasser, Sports Talk. We are talking NBA. Playoffs are about to start. Matchups are set. The Western Conference. Western man. Conference. This is, is going to get show real. That itself. Woo. That was a good song, man. I'm, I might have they to. This is just show that itself. Woo. What? Oh, that song right there. Oh, man. Calm down. I know it's your Woo. birthday. Calm down, man. I'm got my, Go download Got it. my Dutch brothers in me. Got the, <laughs> got the song pumping, the blood pumping. It is. It is time, NBA playoffs. We're talking matchup schedules. Uh, for once, Demery and I agree on every matchup so far. So far. So far. And the last one to talk about, Portland and I was going to tease you. I was going to tease you with uh, the Clippers series, but. <laughs> you can't. You just can't. I'm, I hate and I, I can't stand Chris Paul and Blake Griffin in the playoffs. Two of the most, I mean, talk about pressure. They're yeah. going to have to break them two up or that team apart after this season. They're going to they're gonna lose in this series. San Antonio won, what, 11 straight games in the past month? They're the hottest team in the, what, in the month of April, March, late March, middle of March. They're the hottest team in the NBA, and this is what they do. Yeah. You know, they, this is what – this is why now you see this, this year you saw – LeBron James played the last game of the season. You've seen, you know, teams play their starter players because they see what San Antonio does. They see how they do it. Yep. They see why these old men are balling at the end of the season. Everybody's like, "How? They're they're unhealthy. Uh, they're look at Ginobili. So healthy. And, he's like fifty years old, right? He sat out probably fifty games. <laughs> Little did we know, but that builds that gives your opportunity to build guys on that bench to build you a deep bench to be build you a deeper team. So then when it comes March and April. This is when you need to play your best basketball, and that's what the Spurs do year in and year out. I'm just, Go ahead with uh, the next series, man. Well, hold on. I'm just – look at San Antonio's lineup. If you – it's the same Tony It's the pa- same I mean, lineup, man. You have Tim Duncan. It's the same lineup Tony since Parker, 2000. Tony Parker. <laughs> Minute Ginobili. I mean, you guys – They. you want to talk about veterans. They're like – they're beyond veterans, man. They've been veterans you know, look, for the I mean, past eight years. <laughs> they're rolling up, running up and down the court with their walkers. I mean, that that's – but then you have Leonard coming up. I mean, he's going to take over here soon. You know, I mean, it's just 
Boris Diaw, he's another old guy. I mean, and they're just they're doing it, man. And they turned it on, like I said, man. I was worried about San Antonio, not worried about San Antonio, but I was thinking San Antonio was going to throw it all away. And then they just flipped the switch in that last month, turned it around. I mean, it's, yeah. Anyways, all right. So the last matchup we're talking about, you taking Memphis on this one or going to go with the other team in Portland? Mm. Mm. Grizzlies, Grizzlies lead season four to nothing. Interesting. Um, I like Lamarcus Aldridge, Damian Lillard. Um, it's now it's time for to see what Lillard is going to do um, against a tough team like in the paint in the middle, tough defensive minded team I should say in Memphis Grizzlies. It's it, I don't know if Portland's there yet. They're close. They've been knocking on the door. They had a great series last season when um, Damian Lillard, Lillard hit the game winner, game seven. That was his moment first round. I would love to see him do it again. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge was a freaking walking beast in the playoffs last season. I think one series he was topping off 40 and 20. Like, it was something ridiculous. But we're talking about the Memphis Grizzlies, right. Marcus Saul. Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph is going to, you know, they're going to do what they do against LaMarcus Aldridge. I think they can guard. Those are the only big men I would trust that can guard LaMarcus Aldridge in the playoffs one-on-one. Um, he's still going to go for 20, right. but it's not going to be 40. You know? No, he's not going to go lights off and just take over that game Exactly. And Damian Lillard, I mean, his jump shot better be on because you're not getting in that paint. No. When you get into the paint, it's going to be <laughs> tough because it's, it's a lot of trees in there. Yeah. Back, the addition of exact. Jeff Green. Yeah. The addition of Jeff Green. Um, and Even then, Marcus Saul, man. I mean, yeah. But the but, funny thing is, Marcus Saul is your is your true center, where you got uh, Randolph being your power forward, and you've got you got Zach Randolph leading the team in rebounds at ten a game. Not even Gasol, but Gasol is leading the team in points at seventeen and blocks. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that just that that middle presence, man, between Gasol and Zach Randolph. Yeah. Oh, Gasol just steps up, either blocks it or alters the shot, and mm-hmm. Randolph gets the rebound. Yep. And nobody's boxing out Zach Randolph. Like, no. It's tough. Mm. Bla- ask Blake Griffin. Mm. He's still crying about it. <laughs> can't stand him in the playoffs, man. But, you're you're, um, you're heated with the Clippers, man, man. I'm not sold on them at all. I'm not sold on Chris Paul in the playoffs. I'm sorry. He's people, never, when we were he's talking never, about it at break, man, people talking about he's the best point guard overall. Point right, guard. right. Why is he not in the top three? For MVP, then, if he's a top overall point guard. Well, Why do you have James Harden over? Why well, do you have he's Steph not. Curry? Yeah. Well, Chris Paul, more of a team point guard, like the traditional definition of a point guard who could play within the team. Right. Curry, yeah. he has to, you know, he has that three point shot like no other. He has the best jumper in the NBA, besides his counterpartner in Clay yeah. Thompson. I mean, those two together, that's just unfair. <laughs> it's just not fair at all because one of the two can go off at any night. But going back to Memphis, man, they got a lot of pressure on themselves as well because this team been put together for a while. Um, some of these guys aren't going to be back on that roster. So, you know, they have tons of pressure. Pressure on Conley, point guard, pressure on uh, big boys in the middle. You know, can they still win with this structured team? I don't know because they've been falling up yeah. short the last couple of seasons. So, this might be that last run with this team. So it's it's going to be a huge, a tremendous first-round playoffs. I'm excited. They got the right teams in. I feel bad. I didn't Honestly, I didn't want to see OKC. I would love to see Russell Westbrook tear up Steph Curry. 
in that yeah. first round. I would love to. I would. Oh, I probably would have flew out to pay for that game. Um, I would love to see that, but I don't think OKC really does. I wouldn't want to see OKC go down like that. Now I know there's a lot of coaches on the hot seat in the West. Yep. With starting off with uh, OKC, um, I think this is the start of the downfall of that era. Um, how close they were when they made that championship run with Harden, Durant, and Westbrook, and you know the team slowly got built apart. Guys were leaving. Reggie Jackson left this season. Team was just you know falling apart. The younger guys were not stepping up who they had on roster, and everybody can blame Russell Westbrook for taking so many dang on shots. He was fine. He he was good. The other guys didn't step up their game for him to even trust. Obviously, they were passing the ball right back. I seen games where guys would be wide open and pass it right back to Westbrook. Westbrook was like, okay, like I gave you your shot. You have an opportunity. But that team is I think it's it's starting to is it's gonna dismantle. So the head think, coach. You think Scott Brooks is out then? Or is they're gonna give I him wouldn't one be more surprised. Year? I wouldn't be surprised if he was out. Um that's that's just how it is with OKC. It's like, well, yeah. we'll give him one more year. Well, we'll give him one more year. Well, Durant and Westbrook, it has to come to a time you gotta look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? We tried. It's it's not our time right now. Kevin Durant. Coming up to his last season in contract with OKC the next season. It's a lot of pressure going on in Oklahoma City. Do you keep the, the band together for one more play? Maybe. Or well, do you start dismantling these pieces? Because, you know, a lot of talk was been talking about Kevin Durant going home to Washington or going going back to uh, D.C. And I mean, is it fair to Scott Brooks though, when Kevin Durant's been injured and that could be a big part of same the team? Deal was, it. it was the same deal with Tom Thibodeau. It's not, you know, injuries occur. P- people got to move on. Injuries, are, yeah. you know, injuries happen. But if you're the GM, the game. if you're the GM, Kevin Durant stays. You got Durant, you got Westbrook, That's uh, it. even Surge. That's, he's Finn not Surge. healthy. He's not healthy, but I'm, saying, I'm looking at next year. I'm not sold on Surge in the playoffs. Do you get he's a good defensive. <laughs> he's a good defensive stop. But what I'm saying is looking at next season, if you got those players staying on, on tact mm-hmm. on the team, as a GM, do you give Brooks one more year saying here it is, You've got the pieces. You almost made it. We understand Durant got injured. You have one more year with this roster to see what you can do. If not, we're making moves. But say if they make the playoffs. Say if they make a deep run in the playoffs next season. Okay. And you have Durant, whose contract is ready to come up. You don't think you don't feel Durant is like, man, maybe it's time to go. They only signed my coach to a one year contract. If we don't make the if we don't win a championship next season with signing uh Scott Brooks back for one year for bringing Kevin Durant. You know, he's gone his last go-around. Russell Westbrook probably, you know, that team, like you just mentioned, Serge Ibaka, that whole unit. I don't, I think you can bring them back together, but it'll be – they'll be on eggshells every single game, every night because it's either championship or bust at that at that moment. That's a real – that'll though. be a real oh, – they ain't not picking up nobody. They ain't they're not picking up anyone. <laughs> they're going to have a late-to-mid first-round draft pick. Um, they're probably going to go – I don't know. I like Enos Cantor. I was going to say a big man, mm-hmm. but, you know, they could make some trades up. You know, you never know in the NBA. Um, guys do trade up and down a lot, but um, I don't know. I just don't see – some free agents, but yeah. nobody's going to Oklahoma City. They can't afford it. But you And you're talking about a big man because obviously they've got Steven Adams at like seven feet tall. Yeah, he's fine. But he's – I mean, he's decent. seven points a game. I'm not sold on it. He's one decent. block a game. He's young. He's still young. He's but still young. That's what young. I'm saying. If he if he can step up in this offseason and and bring something. Well, to they that picked team up Enos Cantor in uh, the 
during the trade deadline. He's been balling. He's been he's been killing it. He's great rebounder, pretty great defender down low. He's been doing his job. He's been doing yeah. playing that center position better than Stephen Adams. Exactly because of experience and Stephen Adams still coming along. I think you got to do away with Nick Collison, even though they say he's a great team player. I don't even know how he's still in the NBA <laughs> right now, but. I think you got to do away with him because he's in the way of developing Stephen Adams. Yeah, if you want to keep exactly. Adams and, and not trade Adams away, get rid of him. No, don't I'll, don't waste his time. If I'm OKC, I'm not going to trade away Adams. I will. I would. Stephen Adams. I mean, he, Enos Cantor is just as young. He's probably a year older than Stephen Adams. If you want to keep that playoff, I'd like. I'd, ha- I'd rather mentality. have both those guys because I know I know Nick Collison is going to scrap in the playoffs and he's going to do it the right way. He's going to do it. You know, he's. He knows how to win playoff games. Steven Adams, I'm not sure. Last year he didn't play that much in playoffs. This season they didn't make the playoffs. So next season, championship or bust, I'm going to go with a guy with the experience in the playoffs rather than a young Steven Adams. You can get some for him. Yeah. So we'll see. interesting to see. We'll see. Um, Some awards to hand out, huh? Some awards. Most improved player in the NBA. Mm. Mm. Marcus Morris. (laughs) <laughs> Marquis Morris. No, they get the, they get the award for most assaults in this season. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's ooh, that's hard to break it down. Most improved. Most, ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you. Go. I like I seen this kid uh, down in Miami, Hassan Whiteside. He was a high school prep all all American and went to like a small school like Marshall. I I he got drafted and I didn't think anything of him. Like okay, he just ended up in the NBA just because of size and. He built like a man, built like a beast. I thought, you know, I was kind of doing away with him. He stepped up this season with the Heat, put up great numbers. I think he's the most improved, especially he came out of nowhere. Um, he plays centers for the Heat. Um, but I think he was probably the most improved in my book. Mm. Man, I don't know. Like part of me wants to say Kyrie Irving just because of the fact mm-hmm. of his role with Cleveland – that he was able to step up. I mean, you really you heard about him, but you didn't hear hear about him last year like you did this year. And that's even with LeBron coming back. Well, that's because LeBron came back to town. You paid attention to Cleveland. <laughs> well, you paid attention, but at the same time, I mean, Kyrie and Irving, this is the games he had. Oh yeah, 50, you know, 50 plus points. fifty plus points. Yeah, I mean, averaging twenty one a game, just behind LeBron at twenty five. Mm-hmm. I mean, if LeBron had to go out, you could expect Kyrie Irving to take over that game. And have a, a, a really good chance, if not the best chance, to still win. That. Mm-hmm. If LeBron was out of the picture and Kyrie was running that team, would they still make the playoffs? I think they would. Mm. I mean, that's nice. that's where I look at with Kyrie's nice. game. Okay, you know, I respect that. Get so, Deion Waiters out of there. He was in the way. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. we got a few more to go through real quick. Um, defensive Player of the Year. I will mm-hmm. go with DeAndre Jordan. I mean, the guy blocks, and I mean, he's had tremendous games of twenty plus rebounds. Yeah. I got to go with Jordan. I agree with you on that, man. Okay, that's a, that's the one guy that steps up right mm-hmm. away on on far as defense. Um, rookie of the year, Andrew Wiggins. I would go. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the wins column. I like Nicola. No, I, don't look at, I don't look at wins and losses because an individual an individual award. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just an individual word. I like Nikola Miritich with yes, the Chicago Nicole, Bulls. Yeah. I can't wait to see what he's going to do in the playoffs. Seeing him play live was oh. amazing. He he doesn't shy away, and yeah. I like that. Like I I like that with Chicago. So 
He's my second dark horse, but yeah. I will go with Wiggins. I, I, I would say those two guys could flip flop back and forth okay. for def- or for uh, rookie of the year. Who you got for MVP? Ooh. Okay, coach of the year. <laughs> you know, you already know MVP. Come on, Harden. coach of the year. Coach of the year, Steve Kerr. See, I said Steve Kerr or Jason Kidd, but I changed my mind last night. Ooh. I really looked at what Atlanta did this season. They went from a losing record. They made the playoffs, but they went from a losing team to a number one team. And the coach has only been there for two, two and a half seasons. Right. Got to go with him, coach of the year. MVP. Man. Just say it, James Harden. Just put the port. I'm going to go with Harden. Throw the Curry would never – Curry would never see the finals, honestly. Yeah. He would well, never see the finals with that OKC team. And we've talked – I mean, we talked about it. I mean, not OKC, uh, Golden State. Surrounding, but, you know, surrounding mm-hmm. cast and everything else, so – Anyways, we'll see what happens. Well, I like Curry. I, I mean, Curry's amazing, though. You he know? is. He's amazing. But you can argue that with Harden, too, in some of the games he's taken over. Yeah. So, anyways, hey, it's a Dougie B Thursday, birthday Thursday. Yes, sir. We will be live in the studio again tomorrow. You know, Fireball Friday, we always get down. Friday's always one of the best shows. But anyways, Kwame Lasser, Sports Talk, Demary Lachey, Dougie B, and we are out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>